know the vibes is another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k 22 ladies and gentlemen prepare yourself for what might be the most action-packed episode we've had bj armstrong mm. is alongside me bj armstrong the agent extraordinaire bj armstrong who was being called the goat agent for some of the things oh, he pulled up yesterday stop the timeline it. was saying stop it. the timeline was saying who is javel mcgee's agent i said hey i know that guy I said, hey, you can check him out every day. I said, hey, the Hoop Genius Podcast. BJ Armstrong's with us. Amidst the chaos of free agency and trades, appreciate you taking the time to be here as always. How's it been for you? How are you feeling? Just aside from all of that, because I know your phone has been ringing nonstop. Well, it's been an interesting, you know, free agency because of the news of Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant has really he stopped free agency i mean he's really everyone had to take a pause take a deep breath were you surprised and well but we shouldn't be surprised this is the nba we should never be surprised however when a player of this magnitude when a player who has the length remaining on his contract four years when you're talking about a max player who left a championship caliber team to come to the Brooklyn Nets and establish his own identity, so forth and so on, and all the responsibility that comes with that. Suddenly, without any hesitation, without any warning, says, I want out the eve before free agency starts. You go, the, the day after Kyrie opts in. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, it's like you knew something was going on there, but you just couldn't believe it when it happened. So I shouldn't be surprised based on their performance this year and last year and everything they've gone through. However, it's always a surprise because you're saying, wow, how do you go from this team is favored to win a championship to suddenly everyone wants out? BJ, do you remember when I was joking with you and I said the Nets organization will never win anything until they go back to what they should have rightly been called as the New Jersey Swamp Dragons, right? And I was just joking, having a laugh. It seems that the Nets organization are in a 10-year cycle. Step one, trade all of your future draft picks for a superstar. Step two, the team underperforms. Step three, you're screwed. They went through this with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, when they got rid of all of their draft picks. They've gone through it again now, trading their 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick, and then pick swaps in 24 and 26 to the Houston Rockets to acquire James Harden, who left before free agency and trades even got here. He left during the season. So once again, 10 years on, the Nets are in the exact same position where they're trying to rebuild a team with no draft picks. So that brings us to Kevin Durant demanding a trade. It's clear that, you know, what would make sense if you're trading a Kevin Durant would be to get a superstar in return. However, if you look at the rest of that team, Kyrie Irving is more than likely going to be on the move. I heard whispers of Dallas pursuing him, but I'm not sure what to think of that. But Ben Simmons don't even know if he's going to play. So they're not looking to get a superstar in return for KD. They want draft capital. And we'll get on to the Rudy Gobert trade, but Rudy Gobert commanded pretty much five first-round picks, four first-round picks, and the player that, the Timberwolves drafted in the first round. So it looks like KD would demand like infinite first round picks from whoever trades for him. It's reported that 
the Nets want two All-Stars in return. I don't know what they're going to get in return. KD said he wants to go to Phoenix or Miami. I think Miami is pretty much impossible to pull off. Phoenix can be very likely. But where do you think would be the best fit for Kevin Durant? That's a big question. And under the circumstances, and because I can't avoid the business of this, where can he actually go? Basketball-wise, Kevin Durant can play anywhere on any team. Anywhere he Kevin Durant, yeah, he would he 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 will, you know, he will be impactful. He can swing the pendulum just because of what he brings and how he plays. Now, but under the circumstances, where is the best place for him now? The best place for him, I see only one place, that being the Phoenix Suns. I know we're talking about Miami. Much respect, you know, to the godfather, Pat Riley. Pat Riley is in every deal. Okay. <laughs> this is why I love this is why I love Pat Riley. He he, along with the Miami Heat, wherever there's a great player, wherever there's a deal to be had, the Miami Heat name will come. Everyone's talking about cap space and all that. He doesn't care. He'll He's find like, a way. He'll find a way. Their That's, name came up in the in the Chandler Brunson. When they, they were yeah, like, Jalen Brunson's going to have a Kyle Miami Heat. Like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So give Pat Raleigh. Pat Raleigh should be the standard of, of, of excellence of Hey, we're going for it. We'll figure out if you want to come here. We'll find we'll get our financial people to figure it out. Now, do I think the Heat's culture would be great for Kevin Durant? Absolutely. However, mm -hmm. you're going to need players. You're going to need Jimmy Butler. You're going to need Bam. You're going to need Kyle Lowry. You're going to need all these players to go with it. And there's just no way to get that done. Yep. He, and Katie no said he, he'd only want to play on the Heat with Lowry, Butler, and Adebayo. But, but, exactly. but it's worth knowing. I found it quite funny. KD was like, yeah, trade me to the number one seed from last year. Eastern or Western Conference, I don't mind. The number one seed in the East, number one seed in the West. The other thing is, yeah. if you're right in that he's going to Phoenix, this is going to be the second time he's gone to a team that was first in the Western Conference um, and then monumentously choked in the playoffs. And... <laughs> and, and Listen, I think he, if he goes to Phoenix, they have enough remaining pieces. In talking about two in particular, excellent guard play in Devin Booker and Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. I think they have a shot. Then they can surround the other, you know, with role players, so guys who can shoot and all the other things. that They'd they be giving up, reportedly, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, as well as a bunch of draft picks. Okay. Um, so and I think the one they will miss is and Bridges. It, and it looks like Bridges Crowder will miss. be on the move too, in a different yeah. deal. Bridges, would, they would miss. I yep. think they can survive Aiton. I think they can survive yep. Cam Johnson. But they will miss Bridges. Big now, time. can they replace Bridges with a player that can defend the other team's wing player, point guard, and the versatility, provide the versatility and the professionalism. This young man played, I believe he played in every he game. Played last year. every single game. So that's going to be hard to replace. You know, that, that one, 
to me, at some point here, they, they're going to have to replace that. The, the strength but of the, the Phoenix Suns they can survive. really came on their depth. Like, no matter who was out of the lineup, they had enough depth to carry them through and keep winning games. Here's the thing right. with that trade with the Phoenix Suns. You have to win a chip this season. Chris Paul is how old? He's not getting any younger. He's at a turn of his career. You're sacrificing your future of your franchise because keeping Aiton and Bridges and Cam Johnson around Devin Booker, that sets you up for the next five, 10 years. But you're sacrificing all of that for the chance to win this year, maybe next year with Chris Paul on your roster. And no doubt KD is still going to be there, but you've got to remember KD coming off his and a lengthy injury break this season. Before that, he was coming off a major injury as well. So you really have to win. And they, they got to go all in to win the championship. So it's like that toss-up of, it's, it's kind of like when the Raptors went and got Kawhi. But the difference is KD's on a four-year deal, not a one-year deal. So it's, well, kind of, it's kind of like, you have to win, but now will you have the depth in your squad to win? All right, you've got Chris Paul, you've got Devin Booker, you've got Kevin Durant, Who's starting at the four and who's starting at the five on that team now? Well, you know, I, I just want to clarify something. When, when you're when you're building a team, you always try to build a team where you actually have an opportunity to win and have a realistic shot. Yeah, winning a championship is a very very difficult thing, and anyone who's gone through that process will tell you, yeah, talent is necessary, but you need a little luck too. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're Chris Paul's age Chris Paul doesn't have the energy to expend like he did when he was 26, 27 no. now Chris Paul has to pick and choose but, but let me tell you something Kevin Durant's arrival there will give him a sense of energy and renewed energy that will be necessary because all you want is a chance at one point, Chris Paul had the energy where you say, well, he's one of the elite players, maybe, just maybe. With Kevin Durant there, at this stage, Chris Paul doesn't have to be the best player on the floor. We'll save that for Kevin Durant. We'll save that for Devin Booker. Chris Paul, you just managed the game. So I think Chris Paul... At his age, as a third option rather than a second a, option. Well, yeah, that's th- th- and this is probably where he's at in his career. Now, will it be some nights where he'll look like the first guy? We'll take that. I mean, he had some incredible games this year in the playoffs. Is will he show signs during the regular season? Yeah, he'll 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 show you. As you age, Mo, you just can't do it on a consistent basis, night yeah. to night. Yeah, and with Kevin Durant there. And Devin Booker there, we don't need him to be. So put it like this, with Kevin Durant and him not playing like CP3 standard, you know, quote, in against the Dallas Mavericks, it really doesn't matter. We, you and I were in the building when we saw the MVP of the NBA Finals go 0 for 9, and they still won and nothing was said. Yes. So if CP3 can do that and still win, guess what we'll say? Nothing. Okay, but the difference is that Golden State Warriors team that won a championship had an elite defense. My concern now for this Phoenix Suns team is you're giving up Bridges, second in defense player the Evoing. You're giving up Aiton, who's a solid defensive presence in the paint. You're giving up 
Cam Johnson, who does a good but job you, you, defending you on the wing. You can back that up. Yeah, you can. You you can. They can survive that. Okay. Why, you, why can you survive that? Why can you survive that? Okay, you can't just say that because what we know is that they they are a team that defend as a team. That was the problem when they were targeted individually in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You understand? They have they defend as a group. This is how they defend screen roll. They funnel to their bigs. Why? Because they not had one, not two. They had three shot blockers. <laughs> they think about this now. They never had to double team anyone, and they still refuse against the Dallas Mavericks to defend to double Luca. Yeah. They didn't. De- they didn't double Giannis. So defense to me is not a problem now. All, Will Kevin Durant give the effort? My answer is yes. Defense to you not being a problem, though, is DeAndre Ayton would be leaving in a trade. JaVale McGee is signed elsewhere. So now, say, hypothetically, Bismack stays. Is Bismack then your starting center? What kind of depth have you got there at the center position? Because you've gone from having three shot blockers to just having one for an 82-game season. Well, that, that's a problem that you, you in order to get something, you got to give up something. It's impossible for them to have great players at every position. We just saw the NBA finals. OK, with a six, four center in Draymond Green mm-hmm. and Kavon Looney. Next question. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have a perfect roster. <laughs> you, you can't have a perfect roster. Kavon Looney and Draymond Green. They play their position. They play your position. So with the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, uh, you know, looking at how many draft picks Dallas, uh, Brooklyn won, maybe the Atlanta Hawks are looking at it like maybe we should have held fire on this trade because we've given up a whole bunch of picks. But they instead got DeJounte Murray before Kevin Durant demanded a trade. So they sent Danilo Gallinari to the Spurs, who's now been boy out of his contract and is looking like he'll sign with the Eastern Conference champions, the number one defense in the NBA, the greatest franchise in sports history, the Boston Celtics, um, along with four draft picks in exchange for DeJounte Murray. We spoke about the um, We spoke about this trade here a few days ago on this show when we were talking about DeJounte and how he had fit in Atlanta. I don't think we need to dive into that again. And we spoke about the Spurs and their little tank for Wemby situation. Um, but then we have seen some other trades going on. The Jazz traded Royce O'Neal for a first round pick, um, which is interesting. That, that Yeah, where did he go? Where did Royce Brooklyn. O'Neal go? Where did he go? Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn. And Brooklyn sent away a first round pick, which I didn't even know that they had to send away. But that laid the foundation for a monster trade today, BJ, a trade that sent shockwaves around the NBA. Our good friend, Rudy Gobert, finally was traded off the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves in a blockbuster deal because the Timberwolves received Rudy Gobert, and this is what the Utah Jazz received. Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Bomaro, Walker Kessler, who was just drafted by the Timberwolves, Jared Vanderbilt, 2023 first round pick, 
2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, and a 2029 first round pick. We're trading Bravo. first round picks. Bravo. 2029, we don't even know after global warming, the world's still going to exist. This is crazy. They're trading first round picks so far in the future. But Danny Ainge doing what Danny Ainge does. He got a haul of picks in exchange for Rudy Gobert. We'll dive into the Minnesota side of it for a second. But for Utah, the report from Adrian Wojnarowski is that the Jazz are going to look to build around Donovan Mitchell and use those assets to build a team around him. But I think it's more likely that they trade Donovan Mitchell and go into a full rebuild, especially given that they've got the young coach and everything like that. Which of those two options do you see as more likely, building around Donovan Mitchell or trading Donovan Mitchell going into a full rebuild? Well, I, I think Donovan Mitchell will have to answer that. Okay. That, that, that to me is a question that Donovan Mitchell will answer. And, and I think Donovan Mitchell has to be realistic and say the following. Look, he's an all-star. He's a high-caliber player. And we would love, especially at his age, to have an opportunity to build around you. However, some guys don't have the patience. And he may want to go. But if you do want to go, Mo, let's do it in a way that we can get the very best for you because, you know, we have... the we should have the right to do the very best for us. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that's just, listen, if he went into Danny Ainge's office and said, hey, Danny, you're, I think you're in a full rebuild. I think it's best for me to move on. You think that's Danny Ainge's first rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Been there, done that. I've done this before. So here's how we're going to do it. Just don't stop playing. And don't say anything so that way we can move you unexpectedly like we did with Rudy Gobert and get mm-hmm. back what we're looking for if, in fact, you don't want to be here. Because the last thing you want in your building is a disgruntled star player. Why? Because that doesn't work for anyone. But if you can work with that player to move them on, and that's, that's, that's just being an adult in the situation. Clearly, with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, we've seen these, these guys at one point had the best record in the league. Yep. Okay. So they needed to move on. Great job by Danny to get four first round picks. Great job by Minnesota. They got an all star back. Okay. I, I like the deal, by the way. I like the deal. They got an all star back. And it allows them to play with a shot blocker next to Cat. Put Cat at to me his real his natural position. Let him be a stretch four. I like that. I like I like what they're doing. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of of, of the kid Ant Man. Yep. And it allows him to play in Rome now on defense and offense. I like it. I like this trade. I, I really like it. So I think it has potential and we'll see how long it lasts and let's go for it. A trade like this, giving up so many picks is a trade that you typically see for someone like Kevin Durant, you know, a transformative superstar that's going to come to your franchise and put you in contention for a title. Does this trade put the Minnesota Timberwolves in contention for the NBA title? 
I think what it puts in contention to is you're trying to build a culture that you can, that has some level of sustainability and really meet the expectations of what we expect from this group. Now, you know, when I look at those four players, you know, you look at Ant-Man over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Anthony Edwards. Okay. D'Angelo Russell, former all-star. Cat all-star and Rudy Gobert all-star and the best player is the guy who hasn't been named an all-star Anthony Edwards I like it when you put talent together you force those guys to say they got to figure out how to play with each other because when you look in that locker room are there flaws every team has a flaw every team will have a weakness but let me tell you something Every team doesn't have a 7-1 guy who will be in the defensive player of the year. And everyone doesn't have a seven-foot guy that can guard cat cat on the low blocks or the stretch. But then, and I know every team go ahead. What do you think of the spacing then with Cat trying to post up with Rudy Gobert? Because he can't really space the floor on that. We're not running, we're not running our off. Okay. Great question, Mo. When you build a team, and this is for you, I'm, I'm giving this to you and just me and the and the listeners, we're just, but I'm giving this to you. Whenever you build a team, Mo, mm-hmm. okay, okay, there's these concepts that people throw out, but then they don't think about why they're saying them. We said we live in an era of positionless basketball. But then when it's time to get positionless, no one wants to do it. Rudy Gobert is going to play the first six minutes or seven minutes of every quarter. And then you know what I'm going to do when I start sub- substitution? Substitution? Five to the five. You know, who, you know who my backup five is? Cat is, without question, the best backup <laughs> five in the NBA. <laughs> you know, he may be a top 10 starting. Well, no, he not maybe. He is a top 10 starting center in the NBA. I got options. When you substitute, you know who your backup five is? Your backup five is Daniel Tice. No, you know he got, my he backup got traded five away. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah. Whoever, yeah. 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 Cornet or whoever your backup five is. <laughs> my backup five. Okay. Is Carl Anthony Towns. And, and, and Luke Cornet is just as good on defense as Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> okay, and that's that's fine. That's a that's subject. I'm, to I'm playing. Debate. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm no, playing. I know. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I love it. this trade. I hear it because. Okay, will you try to put my guys in screen roll? Yes. Will I be as good as let's say the Warriors on screen roll with Draymond? No. But let me tell you something. I got other things I can do too, mm-hmm. and when it comes time to do. This positionless thing, no one wants to do. It. Everybody just wants a ready-made. I'm if I'm not gonna play a steady diet of having Carl Anthony Towns post up, even if I did, I'm okay with having the big fella in the dunker spot. Now, yep, Vanderbilt played that a lot this season. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something more that I found to be interesting last year. Okay, mm-hmm. two things happened that really caught my attention this year. One, the comp. 
the combo together of Al Horford and Grant uh, yeah, Williams, Rob Williams, was fascinating. And Rob Williams was fascinating to me. Yep, because supposedly we live in this era of small ball, but you saw two big guys and, really have an impact. And the Cavs, okay, and and the Cavaliers were the other team. Oh, so, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, and they were the other team. And you know what was really fascinating? Mm-hmm. You know, I got calls on on players who were centers where they were trying. Their coaches said, "We want to be even bigger." <laughs> okay, those two teams. I thought were fascinating. And if Ricky Rubio doesn't get hurt, and it's always a big if, and the other, and they stay healthy as well. Sexton, I thought these, those two guys really kind of like opened my eyes to like, Hmm, maybe the bigs are back. Yeah. The, the Phoenix suns also had three centers this year. Giannis, we forget is a seven. He's seven, one him and Brooke Brooke Lopez. Lopez. Yep. Okay, so I'm I'm not convinced, Mo, that the game has gone just small, provided that the bigs now are beginning to learn how to play in this era. So those two things really stood out to me uh, yep. this season. And you know what? This is the first offseason where we're going to have a full offseason. Yeah, I think the bigs are improving because they're learning how to play in a small ball. And I think. I'm not convinced well, that I, I put it like this. James Wiseman will be a welcome sight. Oh, big time in Golden State. Big time. And they just paid Looney to come back as well. But but speaking of bigs, BJ, I want to give I want to give you some flowers right now because your client, Javel McGee, signed a deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh man. Three years. Was it 20 mil for three years? Yeah, you know what? And, give the and, big fella credit. Give him credit. I, I want to say this. Javel McGee was drafted in 2008, if I'm not mistaken. How about that? This contract will give him 17 years of getting paid in the NBA. How about that? How about and I want to, I want to, with all due respect, BJ, I, I got to say this: the guy that everyone had as Shaq's in the fall. Remember early in his career, that's oh, all they, that's there. all they talked about. Shaq's in the Look what Javel did. He's lasted 17 years in the NBA. How about that? How about that? How, so, how about that? And and how many championships? Was it three-time yeah, champion? Yeah, yeah. How about that? I mean, he he and he played instrumental roles on those teams. So yeah, give want, him give him credit. Give I want to give Javel credit. I just want to give Javel. I want to give Javel credit. credit. I want to give you credit because I know you're too humble to take it. But I also want to point out that we're talking about these big men pairing, the Dallas Mavericks. Now they had Christian Wood by a trade. They thought he was yeah. going to play the five, but now he's going to play the four with Javel playing the five. That's another yeah, one of trying another, to go super big. This is what Mo, this is what I'm saying. I think now the bigs are the last position in this era to learn how to play this positionless, versatile basketball. They've kind of figured it out. Think about this. Luca, who's six eight, six nine, Christian Wood, seven footer, JaVel McGee. Suddenly now, then you put they play the Minnesota Timberwoods, you got you you just have big you have big and, Mo, and, and you, you, and you make fun of me Mo, you make fun of me mm-hmm. all the time but what's my what's my dream i want to have five seven Set five seven footers on the team footers on the you, floor you need wemby you need chet you need mobley think about what think about what orlando's doing think that's, about that's what, what i just said yeah paolo yeah Jonathan think about Isaac toronto 
Toronto as well. And, and I'm hearing that they might be trying to get into the DeAndre Ayton thing as well. Think about this, Mo. This, to me, I can't wait when there's going to be a team that's going to have five, seven footers. Well, Denver, Denver did it a couple of years ago. Remember in the bubble, they put out the lineup. Five seven footers. Yeah. Just it was just like an experiment, but they still did it. Ball ball and Mo Bamba on the same team. How about well, that? Well, I'm curious to find out when Denver put another big next to Jokic in their front court. I now. think that's yeah. I, I, like I, I'm looking I, at that. I, like, I how long it. are we going to play with Aaron Gordon at the four? Or Michael? I Michael love, I. Why would you not take advantage of the versatility of the Joker? Facts. He's a point guard anyway. He plays out. He can play on the perimeter. He's handling per- the ball, bringing up the court. Okay. Like defensively. Okay. Think about this, Mo. Defensively. Okay. He may not be as good as your last line of defense. But how about this? How about we just find whatever position he needs to guard? He's every team in the league, you know, there's somebody he can guard. Yep. There's, there's always a, there's, there's no team who puts out five elite five scores. Elite. <laughs> okay, so just put positionless players around who can defend and let him guard who the weakest offensive yeah. player every night, and you won't miss a beat. It doesn't. He's that good. But to me, that you need the level of creativity to see him because he is that unique of a player and he can throw the lobs he's just so unique he can oh, throw the gosh. lobs you, you know what i'm saying throw- you play a little high low action you know the two big playing amongst- we, we can't get sidetracked by that because you know oh, speaking yeah, of, of, of the rudy gobert we, we keep talking about a big speaking of the rudy gobert deal a team that was heavily rumored to be in the running for rudy gobert was the chicago bulls um right instead of rudy gobert they've got andre Drummond. mm mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment on that. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, and it, and that just reminded me that, that the Devon Nuggets actually signed DeAndre Jordan. So maybe they're listening to what we're saying. I saw an interesting stat that since 2017, every single minute that DeAndre Jordan has been on the court, the plus minus of the teams that he's played for have been negative whenever he plays. So make of that what you will. But anyway, there's been a bunch of signings, a bunch of other trades. Is there any that spring to mind? We've got to talk about all these monster deals. Like the Joker just got paid. Devin Booker just got paid. Um, Bradley Beal just got paid. All these guys got the Supermax quarter of a billion dollar contracts being handed out now. The Joker with the biggest contract of all time. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, BJ? It's crazy. But uh, are there any deals that stand out to you? Because I've got a whole list of them here. Are there any trades or are there any free agent deals that really caught your attention? Well, I, I I I love what the Celtics have done. I love I love the Brogdon. I I I love that. Why? Because I think they brought they brought in internal leadership to their group. Mm-hmm. I love it when you bring in leadership to your to your core. Okay, they're bringing in another quality professional player. To an already good young group, love that. I, I thought that was I thought that was terrific. I thought he that feels was a need of ball handling as well. He can direct the yeah, offense I, a little I, bit. He's I, a 50, 40, 90 guy, high efficiency. Uh, I, I I love that. They also have reportedly got Danilo Gallinari, which gives them a little bit of depth, a little bit of scoring off the wing. Yes, 
yes, takes the match from Tam. And then the rumors are, I don't know how close they are to a deal, is they're talking to Thomas Bryant right now, who missed last season with an ACL injury. But before the ACL was looking very promising with the Washington Wizards at that five spot. Right. Oh, did they bring him in? They, br- they brought him into the talking. They're talking right now. They haven't signed him. Right. Um, okay. I, I don't know when the deal will get done. I don't, I don't know if that's news, official news, whatever you want to say, sources, whatever you like, but uh, that's what I heard. Um, so I like what what the, the guys over at the Celtics have done. Um, we, we could talk about Jalen Brunson a little bit, but we spoke about him last episode and the episode before and the episode before. Uh, how about um, another story with the Knicks is Mitch Robinson became the first Knicks rookie to make it to their second contract with the Knicks since I can't even remember the last time. BJ, can you remember the last time in the oh. Knicks? Someone of the Knicks drafted. Yeah, that, I, I read contract. that. I read that. It's like that's like Charlie Ward, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's like one. Charlie. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I so think it's like Charlie. Yeah, I read. I, congratulations I, 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 I read to him. Um, some of the paydays have been have been quite crazy. Like Marvin Bagley got 12 million a year for three years from the Detroit Pistons, your Detroit Pistons. Um, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy for the kid, you know, because they were calling him a bust when he's like, I'm just happy to see everyone getting paid. I'm, I'm happy for everyone to get paid. Well, Rudolph, I'm going to tell you, I love what the Pistons did. I love what the Pistons did, by the way. Yeah. Is that because yeah, they're love, the Pistons? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 when you are in a retooling, we don't like to call it rebuilding. When you are in a retooling, <laughs> that's what we call it up in Detroit. You have to acquire, you have to upgrade your talent. Bagley, you know, they drafted, they had an Ivy. They had a terrific draft. Cade Cunningham, they're beginning to just really upgrade their talent. Now, once you get NBA talent in the building, then and only then can you start to build a team based on those talented players beginning to separate themselves from one another. So I love the fact that now their roster from 1 through 12 will actually – not have G League players on the roster. And, and that three-year deal, the three years comes up when uh, Jalen Duran will be, will he be eligible oh. for his extension in three years from now? But but that remains to be seen. I'm happy that Bobby Portis got paid 12 million a year for four years from Milwaukee. That I feel like his last deal was cheap. I was just about to say Lou Dort got 17 and a, he's got an $87 million deal for five years from the OKC. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good deal. That's a good deal for him. That's I'm a, happy that's a for good him. Deal. I mean, the OKC have got to spend their money somewhere. They've got to spend. They came in under the, the minimum salary last time, so they've got to spend their money somewhere. Zach Levine is returning to the Chicago Bulls 215 million. These numbers are breaking my brain. Okay. $215 million. Do, do you know how well, crazy these numbers are? Well, Mo, do, do, you know, do you know why? Because, because they create of- more value. Like, like Steph Curry making $40 million. He arguably creates more than $40 million of value for the organization I plays for. Well, you know, this is this is the business we're in. I mean, look at you and I right now. We're on podcasting, television, radio, social media, all of these things. That's why. That's if anyone out there wants continues to, to grow. If yeah. anyone else there wants to give me a BJ 250 million. I mean, I ain't going to take that for five years. I'll take that for 50. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but uh, Brad Beal stay in. Zach Levine stay in. It's, of course, it makes sense to stay when you're getting this much contracts. Yusuf Nurkic staying in Portland. I don't know what to think of the Portland Trailblazers because, like, 
they they traded for Jeremy Grant to kind of look like, oh, we're going to compete again, but it's going to be the same old kind of outcome for, for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Mitchell Robinson getting a 60 million for four years from the New York Knicks. I like mm. that. Um, and they've still got Jericho Sims coming off the bench as well, which is going to be interesting to see how that goes on. Here's one. PJ Tucker, at the age of 37, received a th- three-year, 33 million dollar deal from his old general manager with the Houston Rockets, Darren Worry, who's now with the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's reported okay. that his teammate, his former teammate and his new teammate, James Harden, will take less than the max to accommodate their run for a championship. Do you like PJ Tucker at 37, getting a three-year deal, 33 mil? I mean, obviously, good for him getting paid, but the fit for the team. Is he still going to be able to contribute at the age of 40? Because his role on offense is quite simple. He's a catch-and-shoot corner three guy. But his value is defending the other team's best player. Is he going to be able to do that at age 40? Well, you, you know what I like, Mo, is... I, I, I'm a, I don't care what business you are in. And this is for everyone. This applies to everyone and everything. I don't care what business you're in. One of the most undervalued things to success is leadership. Now, it's one thing I know about P.J. Tucker, okay? 36, 37, we can talk about his age. We can talk about all those things. But let me tell you is one thing that I know Doc Rivers. He's a dog. Doc Rivers won't have to do with that team next year. He's not going to have to come there and scream at any player in the locker room. Because P.J. Tucker is going to keep it real. P.J. Tucker can yeah. put on the shirt, real name, no gimmicks. Now You, you saw the yeah. impact he had in Milwaukee when he went there yes. at a trade deadline and then what they won a championship. And you saw how much you they saw missed what him. he did in Houston. You saw how much Milwaukee missed you, him this you, year. You missed him. Yes, you, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you can't deny that. So what I love about the addition of P.J. Tucker is not – what he's going to do is numbers. Okay. We know he's going to shoot the corner three. We know he's going to give you maximum effort. Okay. We know he's going to hold everyone accountable. We know he's a pros pro. Okay. And by the way, I, I happen to like the fact, you know, he's a, he's a sneaker connoisseur. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be checking out his shoe. You know, That's his my guy. That's my guy. Okay. Right there. I gotta like that. But more mm-hmm. importantly, Mo, when someone doesn't show up, because there was a few games where I didn't know what James Harden was really doing. I'm not going to look at Doc Rivers now because as a coach, you got to coach your team. You can't be, I got to coach them. I got to motivate them. I got to get them to play hard. Da, da, da. No, Doc Rivers has a job to do. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something now. They have internal leadership in that locker room. And that, to me, is a huge Huge bonus championship presence. Yes. Okay. And I like that. And we know he's tough and he does all those things, but I really love the fact that he's going to bring professionalism and he's going to hold people accountable. I expect him and Joel to get into it a little bit. I expect him to be on James Harden a little bit. And when those young guys and players aren't providing the effort because Listen, P.J. Tucker's not coming there to get a first or second round exit. 
Mm-hmm. And I think his personality fits Philly. Oh, big time. He's a dog. So I like it. 36, 37. And we may not be able to see why I like it, but I know this. He's not biting his tongue. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I don't think there's a team in the NBA that say I wouldn't have PJ Tucker, but there's, there's a contract. A contract I like is Tyus Jones staying in Memphis for two years, 30 mil. 15 mil for one of the best backup point guards coming off the bench, especially with John Morant. If there's any types of injuries, uh, Tyus Jones does a great job in filling of him. Here's a couple guys from the Golden State Warriors. Kavon Looney got eight and a half million a year on a three-year contract to stay in Golden State. But Gary Payton okay. II made his way to Portland on a $28 okay. million dollar deal. I'm happy for the kid getting paid. Look at the journey. Um, and I think this year for the Golden State Warriors, it's now all about, like you said earlier, Wiseman, but then Kaminga, Moody, Jordan Poole, yes. developing these young guys uh, yes. as the reigning champion. I'm expecting the young guys to really take a step up with this. Uh, there's There's been so many signings of so many deals. Um Malik Monk left the Lakers to get to Sacramento. And speaking of Sacramento, they acquired Kevin Herter from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. The Sacramento Kings are quietly putting together a fun team, if we're going to say that. You've got Darren Fox. You've got uh, Davion Mitchell. They just drafted a kid, Keegan Murray. got Kevin Herter. they got Sabonis. It's going to be kind of fun, I guess, to watch that team just to see what happens with them. What do you think about that? It's an interesting combination of players that they have. I'm not, I'm, I'm not upset with the players that they're adding because they're adding NBA rotational players. Kevin Herter is a high-level NBA player. Devion Mitchell. Um, this Great kid, defender. Keegan Merger. Keegan Murray is going to be is going to be a terrific player. You know, they just drafted him, what, fourth in the draft. Sabonis, they're expecting. I I, I like it. And De'Aaron Fox. Okay, I like what they're doing now. It doesn't make total sense yet as far as pieces. Right. They still got Harrison Barnes. Somebody's not going to play. Yeah. Harrison Barnes. They still have. And now you add Malik Monk. Malik Monk is going to play. So if Malik Monk plays. Where's Kevin Herter going to play? Well, how many minutes is, what is that going to cut into Devion Mitchell? What is that going to cut into all these other players? Because you know, two players are going to play for sure. All right. Those two players being uh, um, Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the, the the point guard, uh, I, just, I went blank, Darren Fox. So, you know, those two are going to play. And then what is that going to do? Now, the, the interesting thing, that I think is it's clear to me that they're going to play Sabonis this year at the five. Yep. Based on what they're doing. Uh huh. Just now as the rest, that, the rest of the league is going two bigs. And of course, the Sacramento Kings are Sacramento saying, Kings. we're going to put a powerful It's clear to me that they're going to do that. So yeah. we'll see. But I like the fact that they have quality players. Now, they may not have a Kevin Durant, they may not have that guy, but they have quality players players yeah. and i think they will be competitive in the western conference well, one thing that confused me is that deal with you know when serge Ibaka went to milwaukee and then uh dante divincenzo ended up with the kings last season just for the trade deadline and the kings chose not to offer divincenzo a contract and he's now signed a two-year 9.3 million dollar deal with the golden state warriors 
I think this is a good deal for the Warriors because he's going to go there. And it's like when they had Sean Livingston, they said, oh, Sean Livingston's had, you know, too many injuries. He's, he's not going to be able to do it. It's like a Golden State is a great place for these guys to find their feet again. You know what I mean? Like how many guys, Otto Porter Jr., he's had a whole bunch of injuries, goes to Golden State. Now he's a champion. I like the signing for Golden State. It just gives him a little bit more depth at that guard position, one guard, two guard, whatever you want him. Um, is a it's a very cheap team friendly deal. I'm surprised Sacramento didn't try bring him back, but they've got enough guards on their roster. What do you think about Golden State? Just real quick, uh, their chances and what their business has been like as the reigning champions. Because you know a thing or two about defending an NBA title. Well, as you get older, you, you know your 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 time to recover. And here's the thing: you never know how your body's going to recover after a championship run. Especially these guys are all in their 30s now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Now, what I am expecting, I'm expecting Wiggins to acquire or assume a bigger role. I'm expecting Wiseman. I'm expecting Moody. I'm expecting those guys to really step up and, and really assume a prominent role in the regular season. Now, if those guys can help Curry and Draymond and Clay get through the regular season, those guys will have a legitimate chance to repeat. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to ask those guys to get me through the regular season and get me through the playoffs, and by the way, take it up another level once you get to the NBA Finals, that's very difficult in your 30s. Okay. But if one of those guys can average 17 to 20 points a game consistently, I'm going to say two of those guys. Okay. Cause Wiggins will probably end up doing that. Okay. Now if, but let me say this, if Wiggins averages 20 to 25 points in the regular season, now you're talking my language. Okay. Okay. But if Wiseman or Moody or Poole, or somebody comes in and it can carry the regular season mode. Mm-hmm. I think Curry and those guys can finish it because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why because I think Clay is gonna be better this year than he was last year. Oh yeah, yeah, he's selling in. Um, you know, other players that we're talking about the injuries and recovering from them. Ricky Rubio staying with the Cavaliers on a three year eighty million. Good for Ricky. I think it's great for the organization as well. To have yes. Ricky as that backup point guard, great for Darius Garland to learn the game a little bit from Ricky. Um, Kyle Anderson went from Memphis to Minnesota on a two-year deal, $18 million. Slow-mo. Good pickup. Uh, yep. Good pickup. I think he'll be good for them. Isaiah Hartenstein over in New York. Um, mm-hmm. Two-year, $16 million deal. There's been some interesting signings all around the league. Uh, Deshaun Tate staying in Houston. Nicholas Batum staying with the Clippers. Mo Bamba surprisingly staying with Orlando. And Gary Harris staying with the Orlando Magic. Now, Gary Harris got 26, was it $26 million? It's a good deal. Are you surprised? Because most people thought he would go to quote unquote contending team to try and contribute to them. You know, let, let me tell you something, Bo. Let me tell you something about going to a contending team. You go, to a, you go to a contending team really for two reasons. You don't have another option. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you, you've made enough money and you just want to 
give yourself a best opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're young, every player, and this may be a, a shock to some, but to us who've been in the business, every player needs the exact same thing. You need minutes plus shots equals player. Mm-hmm. That's the formula. You need minutes. If you play enough minutes, Mo, you play 30, 35 minutes, you'll get enough shots just by accident. But you can't shoot if you're not on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then if you make those shots, and in particular, if you shoot 40% from the three, you might be one of those guys who get who will sign a four-year deal, a four-year $100 million deal, because everyone is paying. If you just shoot 40% from the Momo, from the field, Mo, from three, they'll, they'll sign you right now. Because <laughs> everyone puts a premium on shooting. Don't tempt so, me. Yeah, so I'm gonna go get it. Gary Harris is a good player. He's had some injury problems. I think most people thought because he's, he's a good defensive player, he's still young. If you still have a chance, put yourself in the game. Yep. And I think he can go there to Orlando. And if he can play well, that's a tradable contract. And then possibly he could get traded to a good team. Like Derek White, like for instance, Derek White a year ago, mm-hmm. like there will be a team that was like, God, we need a guy who can defend on the wing and respectable from three. Yeah. And, and you got to get him at the right deal where you can, that's a good contract to trade. Yeah. And then if he performs, guess what? He'll become the auto porter of this year. Think about that. Yeah. So I, mean, I think that's a good, I think that's a good bet on yourself. Uh, I think I, that's a good job by his agent. I think that's a good for I think him. For 26, I think that's a good deal. 26, like I texted someone who was involved in that situation. I was like, why is he not going to a contender? And they replied with eight money bag emojis. And I said, ah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> now it makes yeah, sense. You know, yeah, <laughs> you got I, I think that's a good deal. That's a that's what that's a great deal, executives yeah. consider a tradable contract. Okay. Um that's a, okay. a player that a player that I wanted the Celtics to try and swoop in for. Before they got Brogdon, I wanted Paddy Mills from the Brooklyn Nets, but he signed a two-year, $14 million deal to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Nick Claxton stays with the Brooklyn Nets. But now, BJ, I was having this conversation with someone. When a player is signed as a free agent, is there not a minimum period that they cannot be traded for after they've signed that contract? Yeah, after the trade deadline, when you sign a free agency, right? Um, That happens. Um, but you saw a rookie like Kessler was traded. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, in court, but he technically he hasn't signed yet. So there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, but it's know, just worth keeping an eye on for the timeline of any potential Kevin Durant trades or other trades to facilitate that happening. They may have to wait a little bit. So it may stretch a little bit over the summer. Like I remember right. when the, the Kevin Garnett trade happened quite late during the off season. Like it didn't happen on the first day. And then Danny Ainge like had, had a couple of weeks to like assemble a bench out of nothing because he traded away right. the whole roster for, for Kevin Garnett. Um, a team might have to do that for Kevin Durant now in a month from now or whatever. He, he might be traded by the time we finish recording his podcast. Who knows? That's always the way things work. We spoke about John Wall um, with the Clippers. Bruce Brown Jr. though left Brooklyn and is now in Denver on a two-year $30 million deal. I like that. Interesting. I like that for Denver. You know, picking up another good player. Victor Oladipo stayed in Miami. Amir Coffee stayed with the Clippers. Dwayne Dedman stayed in Miami. BJ, Udonis Haslam has once again had a delegation from the Heat organization go to his house to pitch him 
pitch him on staying with the Heat for another year. Why can't they just hire him as an assistant coach? Because it, it, because he can still go out there and play. He can still go out there and play. And, you know, Mo, it, it's different. You know, here, here's the thing. You, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, and, and, and I'll just say it again. You know, it's one thing to be a coach and yeah. you're, 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 you're going through the, the drill on the low box when guy you're <laughs> defending. And there's another thing when a guy who's on the team is playing and competing against you because he's on the team. They're both doing the same thing, right? I don't think at this stage we're expecting Udonis Haslam to stop Bam out of Bayou. No. But you know what Bam is going to respect when Udonis shows up with that uniform? He's going to be just as sore playing, competing with a uniform on. And you're going to respect that. Yep. Like he may not play in the game, but let me tell you something. UD is going to, his game is, is practice. Yeah. And, and, and that's a little different than the coach who's out there with the whistle bumping yeah, you in the, the back because yeah. you, you, you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, just a little different. And there's a little different tone that you can talk to a. Yeah. Your teammates, <laughs> your teammate. And then once he goes over to the coach player relationship, it's over. Yeah. It's a little bit and sticky. Mo, and Mo, that guy nine times out of 10 is not going to play. You know what I really respect about this deal is they're not saying we're going to develop some young guy. We're all in. And Udonis, Udonis, what he brings is invaluable to this group. Because you know what? How many, how many guys who are the 15th guy on the roster, Udonis is a 15th guy, mm-hmm. can get up and scream. At a superstar of the nose franchise. Nose to nose <laughs> with the superstar of the franchise and nothing said. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So yeah. I'm applauding here. Because you know what? I always like to surround myself with truth tellers. What, what was the game now, where like he played his first minute of the season and got a technical foul immediately? That's what I'm talking about. Mo. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So make no doubt about what they are trying to do down there. When you say heat culture, heat culture yep, there it is. So and okay, well, yeah, and, and, and I I love it. I hope he comes back because once he does retire, Mo, the conversation that what he did w- with Jimmy Butler. He can't do that as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. That would Especially be his assistant crazy. Coach. So, yeah, you know, talking about signing elderly players, uh, that's what the Lakers were doing all of last season. <laughs> but it looks like this year they finally discovered that you can sign players younger than 35. The Lakers have kind okay. of put together a very athletic free agent class. They got Lonnie Walker okay. from San Antonio. They got Troy okay. Brown Jr. and Juan Toscano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors. All of them okay. on one-year deals. Uh, I think Damian Jones on two. Um, you know, Lonnie Walker, obviously a clutch client. So he comes over to join LeBron and AD and the rest of clutch sports at the Lakers, but we're not going to get into that. We're just going to say, interesting. They're getting younger bodies that can give them minutes, give them a little bit of versatility on the wing, run up and down, catch and shoot or drive the lane in the case of Lonnie, who's not a great shooter. Um, but it's an interesting direction. So I'm going to leave the Lakers with this. All I'm seeing all day on ESPN is Brian Windhorst saying Kyrie is focused on the Lakers and the Lakers are focused on Kyrie. BJ, 
I could sit here and say I'm focused on Rihanna. That doesn't mean she's going to appear. Is Kyrie being focused on the Lakers and the Lakers being focused on Kyrie any of any relevance to that deal actually happening and them no, acquiring him this offseason? No, it means nothing. It's, it's real name, no gimmicks. Next question. There we go. There's nothing to focus on. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to focus on here. Okay? There's nothing to focus. And if something is going to happen, do it. Mm-hmm. All right? It, what are they going to do? Focus. They're not trading Anthony Davis for him. They're not trading LeBron for him. Okay, maybe they will do Russell. Maybe. Maybe. But here's the catch. Here's the catch. Right? All right, if you trade for him, are you going to re-sign him? That's what he's. That's what he wants. Okay, there you go. There you go. So, BJ, let's finish this roundup right now, just for clarity of the people. It's currently three thirty-eight a.m. on Saturday, the second of July. So, as soon as I finish pressing, rec- finish recording, someone will sign and someone will be traded because that's just what happens. Um, which team do you think improved the most so far in free agency and via trades in the last two days since the deadline began? When you say improved by wins and losses, that were is yeah. that what we were evaluating? Yeah. yeah. So like is better than they were last season. I think I think the Timberwolves are better. Okay. Than they were. I I I think. I think the Celtics got better. so so the Timberwolves they were a playing team before. Now you're thinking they were locked mm-hmm. to be in a top six. Well, I I think they they have some things they have to work out, but I think Anthony Edwards will be that much better. Why is because I think their defense will be stabilized by one player. Yeah. Okay. Anthony Edwards will be better because their defense will be better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, 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 you know, I, I think they will be better. I really like what the Pistons did in the draft. I thought they were terrific. I think they have an opportunity now to, to look into their future and say, we could be X. Kid Jalen Dern, Ivy, and Kay Cunningham. I'm thrilled with the athleticism and the potential that they have. This is going to sound nuts. But I like what San Antonio did. We said okay. got better, not tanked better. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't think it's tanking. What, what, I don't think it's tanking in the sense like, what are you going to do with, the, with your team? Okay. And some teams tank and you go, you look out there in the horizon, you go, what are you tanking for? All right. But but when but what the Spurs are doing to me is the following. Look, there's only one way to build your team, and the collective bargaining agreement is coming up next year. Yeah. So let's take a shot at building a team the only way you can do it. It'd be different if you could do it another way. There's no other way to do it, Mo. Yeah. Okay, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some teams you're asking, like, what are you tanking for? Just so you can say you got the number one pick? That one kid, Mo, he looks like he could be one of Wemby. those. 
Yeah. He looks like he could be he's, one of those. Did you players. see the picture I sent you of him standing yeah, next yeah, to Chet yeah, Holmgren and Chet, he just looks much and bigger he, than him? He <laughs> looks like one of those players that could really, you know, he looks like a he he has interesting talent. That Have you, you heard about the conspiracy? Well, I, I'm going to save that for you for another time. I can't deal with the conspiracies. It's too, it's too, it's too early in the morning over there. You know, it's, it's short and sweet. It's the team okay. he plays for in France is owned by. Do you know who owns the team he plays for? Who, Tony Parker? I don't yeah, that's idea. right. That's right. Oh, is, is so they, right? they're, okay, they're saying go. he's been. So imagine them. Dispersed. Imagine them not having a scouting report on him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they got. They but got I, I, I think. Now, I, I, now, if you're just saying wins and losses, let's, okay, we'll play the game. I'll play the game a little bit with you. The, the Clippers, I think, you know, they're going to be better. Well, they're not better because of the moves. They're just better because Kawhi's going to play. Well, John Wall is should be a tremendous – if John Wall is healthy, he will be a tremendous, tremendous addition to that team. He'll okay. be a tremendous addition to the team. So, in saying that, right now, I, I like the Celtics – what they've done, and I like with the Clippers. And if you're saying who's done the best job right now, I'm going to say the Clippers because of, I mean, wow. I'm excited to see their team and their roster. Wow, yeah. And uh, whoever got worse is undoubtedly Brooklyn, who went from their fans celebrating as if they'd already won a championship at the start of this year to being absolutely in the mud. Um, the Brooklyn Nets once again. And it will happen 10 years from now. Again, we'll save this clip for 10 years' time. Until Mo Moosey is running the team. Exactly. Joe Sai hit my line. Did you see the tweet that I sent you, BJ? That really made me laugh. Now, I don't know if that was true or not. It was a tweet. Uh, it was a quote, apparently, from the owner. The quote was from uh, Chris Winfield, who's a reporter for the New York Daily News over in New York. Uh no, he said it was from Brian Windhorst. He said, Joe Sy would rather have a team that plays hard, that he's proud to own, that wins 40, game and 40 games and fights for the playing tournament, rather than having a team who has way more talent that he's not proud to be a part of. Which just made okay. me think, okay. you I'm had that. Moving right along. You, you had that right along. and you got rid of it. Like okay, <laughs> if that's yeah, if you want a forty win team instead of winning championship, okay, cool. All it made me think was, give me that job. Let me let me come in and fix that. Let me come in and just fix that team. Let me just give me the chance. It can't get any worse than what's happened in the past three years, can it? You have nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose at this point, Josiah. If you're listening, if you happen to be one of the world's richest people and listens to this podcast, first of all, throw BJ and I that two hundred fifteen million dollar deal that we spoke about earlier. But uh, secondly, I'll come and fix your team. <laughs> but the, the craziness doesn't end there. There's going to be more trades. There's going to be more signings. And we're going to be right here with you guys talking you through it on the Hoop Genius podcast. So make sure you don't miss a beat. Subscribe to the show, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a review. Leave a five-star rating. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets.